The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so before we start, I found out a little bit more about the what this deals with Megillus Antiochus. Okay, so I read this morning, as I said, that Mitchell first article, uh, what motivated Antiochus to issue his decrees against the Jews. Um, just so you know, I'm not going to go through the whole article, but the um, he says that there are three theories uh, about what motivated it. He says, one approach views the decrees as motivated primarily by a desire of Antiochus to spread Hellenism or to culturally unify what was perhaps a crumbling empire. Another approach views the leading Hellenistic Jews as the main force behind the issuance of the decrees, meaning it came from like, as usual, like from the troublemaking Jews, right? Not from uh, him. A third approach views the decrees as primarily a response by Antiochus to a perceived revolt by the Jews. So he goes through the three articles and he favors the third approach. Okay, so if you're interested in that, like it's a it's a historical article. Also, um, in case Yosef has any thoughts about like, well, according to the chronology, so it turns out he is known for being the author of a book called Jewish History and Conflict, a study of the major discrepancy between rabbinic and conventional chronology. So if there any chronology questions, sounds like he's like a guy to go to. Okay. But then the reason why I want to bring this up now is at the end, at the very end, he says in his uh, like addendum, he says, I have not considered, note on Megillus Antiochus, I have not considered passages from Megillus Antiochus anywhere in the study. There are several important contradictions between this work and one and two Maccabees. Which he also says the first book of Maccabees was written in Hebrew, uh, and the second one was written in Greek, and the first one predates the second one. Um, and he says, and the work is generally viewed as very unreliable, Megillus Antiochus. And he has this footnote where he gives a bunch of inaccuracies in uh, Megillus Antiochus. For example, says, for example, Megillus Antiochus reports that Antiochus decided to persecute to persecute the Jews in the twenty third year of his reign, but Antiochus reigned for only eleven years. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Megillus Antiochus associates the name Maccabee with Yochanan, son of Matisyahu, but according to one and two Maccabees, this name is associated only with Judah. Okay, and he goes on to a bunch of things like that, and then he says. Um, Megillus Antiochus is not referred to in either the Babylonian or Jerusalem Talmud and most likely was composed in the Geonic period. In Megillus Antiochus, um, Antiochus announces to his ministers without any particular provocation that the Jews needed to be eliminated and that the rituals of Shabbat, Rosh Kodesh, and Mila must be abolished, which is what we read in the Yad Peshutta footnote. The king's complaint was that the Jews do not sacrifice to his gods or follow his laws and someday hope to rule the world. So he, he doesn't like that idea. So that's just, I just wanted to like clarify that in case anyone had any, you know, questions about what historians think and this is a historian's thoughts so okay so um i want to change the order we raised two questions yesterday uh or a couple questions yeah so uh, the question we did answer was why it's hilkos megillah v'chanaka right because we said that the ikr takana is days of hanukkah Right, uh, that the the way that the Rama formulates it, that um, that because of this, um, oh, which we found that Yosef and I found a thing, um, in the Abshuta. Hold on, so check this out. So Mipnei so what would you say the Mipnei Zeh is referring to when he says because of this, then they made the Takana? What we said yesterday, it's the whole thing, right? That's what we said yesterday. So so the Yab Shuda has a nice thing. He says, Ram's words here are referring to everything said above. But then he says, Havi Omer, Simcha Yamin. 
So because of the victory in the war, they established the days of Simcha and Hallel, but because of the Shemin, they made it eight days, mm-hmm. right? So that's answering the question which we didn't raise because we think it's so obvious, which is why are there eight days of Hanukkah? But I didn't, I never thought about it until this year. It could have just, it could have just done like a Purim thing where like you have a victory day and you make that the holiday and that's it. But then Yosef and I theorized or brought up that there are other theories about why Hanukkah is eight days. You know, any of the other theories? Because uh, it would take eight days normally for them to get the oil uh, from where. So that is the theory we actually did read yesterday, which which is the one that's connected to the oil. But there are theories that say it's not connected to the oil. Anyone? I, I've heard two theories. I don't even know what the sources are. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, the. Um, the. Mishkan. Yes. Um, yeah. The Miluim. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's what I've heard also is that it was paired after the Miluim, which is the dedication of the Mishkan, which uh, is eight days. Uh, so the Hanukkah of Bias was 14 days. Yeah. I also thought that the Hanukkah of Bias was, uh, that was, uh, it was in Tishrei and they didn't pass any of them. Say again. Uh, do we read the Miluim? We read the Nisian giving the gifts, right? Uh-huh. But we don't read the days of the Miluim. What did the Miluim have? Because uh, the Miluim was the dedication of the Mishkan and Hanukkah was the rededication of the Mikdash. <laughs> so it's the same. It's like thematically the same thing. We're really coming from everything with other victories. There's also all this stuff like Yom Nikner and Yom Taras, which is like one day things that cease to exist after corn by so right right so you're saying that that they conceivably could have made this one of those i mean it's like it's, yeah sort of yeah i guess part of that too is that not that yeah right right i guess the point being is establishing the precedent for one day victory things right right that's right so that strengthens the question and then this strengthens the the answer yeah that's a good point what were you saying Chaim? uh i don't know and uh well well, that's a separate question, which is why wouldn't they model after the Hanukkah of bias? But I'm saying that yeah. I'm saying that it, it does stand to reason that it is modeled after, you know, uh, after the sending up of the Mishkan. You know, did it happen on the same day? Did, did the Mishkan move on the 25th of Kislev? I don't know when the Miluim was. I have I to look like, at a I timeline. Like of that, but that could just be I, I, I don't think so. I, I feel like I feel like people would mention that. Yeah, I mean, there is like the the Pearson aspect of Hanukkah and. One day wouldn't be enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's definitely that's definitely true. Right. The question of the eight is a weird number, right? An idea in Purim on having many days. No, I'm saying right. That's also true, right? No, no, no. I'm saying maybe one day wouldn't be enough. Right. That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. Is that that uh? We we do say that we don't call it Pusim Hanes in terms of like. In the halachas, but I think that's why we say the bracha of um, but wait, no, no, that's yeah, there's no, we do, yeah, but we say, don't we say, um, um, what, what's the bracha? The bracha after the Megillah. No, don't we say oh, 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 oh. We, we also say that's what I was thinking yeah. of. We say that on Megillah, which is a bracha on Pearson, I think they say. Are there any other halachas that are like codified within Purim of Pearson? Um, specifically, like so, 
Technically speaking, then all of the uh, mitzvahs of Purim stem from Pirsim, but they don't all have that character, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's another thing I'm, I'm not sure about, like what aspects of Purim are are Pirsim, like halakhically and how much of it is just philosophically. Um, but yeah, so that was just a nuance that we didn't get last time. Then I want to, before we tackle the other questions, I think this would be a good time to read the Rams Ahamisim. Uh, because that's the Rambam's other account of it's not just the Rambam, but the other account of the thing that um, the stuff that happened. So first thing to note is that um, you know the uh, Nusach Ashkenaz has the same intro for Purim and Hanukkah, uh, but the Rambam has different intros, right? So uh, yeah, so he says the Purim Mavarach Bracha Shmona Esar. On the miracles, and on the mighty acts, and on the salvations. Okay, three things. But on Purim, sorry, on Hanukkah. He says, etc. Al Hanisim on the miracles, Val and on the might, Val Hamilchamos and on the war, Val Hatushuas and on the salvations, Val and on the redemption, Val and on the other word for redemption. So there's more words for Hanukkah than for Purim. Okay. And the question is like, what are those uh, this double? Oh, <laughs> that would be nice. Okay, right. Muhammad is the only one that makes sense to me because on Purim, it was really a like licensed slaughter. It wasn't really a war, right? Like it's not like two armies going together to, to wage war. So Muhammad makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Pedus and Purkan um, are, so Pedus is Hebrew. I think Purkan is Aramaic. Right. Right. So I don't know what the, what the connotation is. I think, Purkan though is in Aramaic is related to Hebrew of porik, like to cast off a yoke. That's what my assumption has been. Whereas produce redemption is more like elevating a thing to like pidyon haben, right? Um, you're like you're not taking a yoke off its neck. You're 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 rede- redeeming. Or let's say like at the end of um of the uh, the bracha on magid, I'll uh, I'll produce nafshenu the redemption of our souls. Like it's like bringing something to a higher status. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a, a positive and negative aspect of redeeming. Like it's positive, like you gaining the sun. So yeah. Speak, yeah. Also, like the redeeming of like castes inside. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So uh, the, the, in terms of default kavana, without researching the origins, I think those are two uh, two good things here. So just to say them. So the nisim is obviously the miracles, right? Gavuros sounds like. Um, uh, so that's used for both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I always thought I, I thought that the rules were like, well, I guess it was in Gaborium, right? Yeah, yeah, people. yeah. I yeah. imagine that it was going on in Nisan, like the great miracle. I think I also thought that because I think I thought that Gaborus was like mighty acts of God that like yeah. override nature. Or whatever. Yeah, it's a separate thing. It's a separate thing. What about? That's it. Yeah. Um, so the I'm wondering if you could say, and I, this is again, this is total speculation. The real way you have to do this is look at the the Mufarshim on on this. But that if Nisim could be referring to the phenomenon of, you know, because you okay, Nis 
You know what nace literally means? I mean, I know we say it's a miracle. A sign, right? Or a flag, a flagpole, right? So nace could be referring to the significance of the Hushkafic intervention, whereas the Gvurus could refer to the Hushkafic intervention itself. Gvura meaning God overpowering nature, so to speak. And then the nace is like the um, the uh, the fact that this indicates God God's you know uh, control of reality or like all the stuff like by by Pesach or something like that. Teshua is salvation. That's clear. Save from harm. Muhammad is clear, right? Produce is this elevated state that we got. Like in this case, would be the fact that we could do the avoda, which in Purim also makes sense. There was no produce in Purim, right? It's not like we were now allowed to do things for our avoda Hashem that our lives were saved. Not to minimize that, but here there is an aspect of produce, which is that we could be involved in avoda again, um, and uh, and then Purkan is a casting off of the yoke of the Greek monarchy, which in Akashverosh was not good. Oh, that actually works out then. Yeah, that's nice. I never, I never, even though I've thought about this question many times, I've never actually gone through and tried to like work it out. Okay. They they don't overthrow like the, I guess they don't overthrow the kingdom of Akashverosh. No, not at all. Uh, No, not even that. They just, they just get rid of the threat. And then Mordecai gets promoted. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and then, but and then the very last puzzle is that, that, uh, that Akashverosh put, Send them back. What was that? Yes, the course thing I think happened before this. But um, but the thing is, is that one of the reasons given why we don't say halal on uh on Purim, there's three reasons given, right? The Ramam says we don't say halal on Purim because you know. Oh, one is that the Kriyasa Megillah is the halal, yeah. right? Oh, the Gemara says, yeah. So we're, we're still Right. So the, the one that I, I was going to refer to now is that we're still uh, Akati Avad Avdi Akashverosh Hayu. We were still servants to Akashverosh. Whereas you don't say that in the same sense by Hanukkah because we did have a Malchus, mm-hmm. you know. And then the third reason is because Nisim that happen outside of Eretz Yisrael, you don't say Halal on. Uh, that's the other reason in the Gemara. But, mm-hmm. but I, I'm bringing in the second reason that Yosef mentioned because um, the, there was no uh, Purkan by mm-hmm. Akashverosh. Something. I was going to say not to get into the whole answer, just I mean, not to get into the whole. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it could be though that um, that. Wait, what? I think the Gemara says we don't say um, hala on nisim that occurred outside of Eretz Israel. I could be misquoting yeah, that. No, uh, yeah, right, thing. right. But then they're saying the midbar was also outside of Israel. Right. Right. Yeah, you could also make an argument for Pesach we were going into Israel. You would you would assume that the Gemara takes it up. Yeah. I, okay, I, I sorry, I didn't catch that first part. Say it again. After, okay, after we conquered, right? Okay, that means, right. So all the stuff, all the miracles that happened beforehand are worthy of saying hollow on. Yeah. yeah. I still like to go because this is. We have to say hollow of things that are happening within the land of Israel, which is early defined by the nations and the people 
Ah, uh, right. And then like just and then one set so obviously people still land then land because okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, and let's just quickly go through the rest of the Alanisium just to note things. Um there's gonna be a lot of small changes within one big one I want to highlight. During the days of Matisia, the son of Yochanan the Kohen Gadol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Matatia. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Right. I mean, that's a common thing, though, right? Yeshayahu, Yeshayahu, Yemiyahu, Yemiyahu. I assume it's the same. Yeah, same name. I assume it's the same name. Yeah, 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 same name. Some my sources at some point some pronunciation change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just like as they both the way of saying it is different way of saying it. Is, it's just like I say Shakespeare, you spell his name three different ways. That could be, or it could be one of those like inefficient nicknames where like they cut off like a very small like a lot of nicknames like really shorten it. You know, then there's like certain examples of nicknames that like uh like like I, I heard I think. I don't know if, if this was like a one-time thing, but I, I used to hear Aaron Freeman from Rome refer to his older brother Menachem as Menach, <laughs> you know, which is like, you know, just like, like, just like, okay, one little, so, you know. Um, so I, I don't really know what it is. Anyway, so Chashmanai Ubanav and his sons, Kishamda Malchus Yavan when the evil Malchus um, Yavan arose, Al Amcha Israel over your people, the house of Israel, Levat Lami to, uh, to, negate them from your Torah, and to remove them from the statutes of your favor. You in your mercy, in your uh, great mercies, uh, stood up for them at the time of their, their tzara. You took up their cause. Uh, sorry, you, you judged their case. You took up their, their cause. And you took vengeance on their behalf. You put uh, the strong into the hands of the weak, and the many into the hands of the few, and the um, impure into the hands of the pure, and the wicked into the hands of Tzadikim, and the uh, rebels or intentional sinners into the hands of those who do, who do your Torah. And you made a great name for yourself, uh, in your world, and for your people Israel, you you did wonders and miracles. And here's the part I want to highlight. Just like you did for them, miracles and mighty acts. So to do for us, miracles and mighty acts uh, at this time and at this season. So I gave a whole sheer on this, but I just want to show you um, that the... Um, that that bakasha. So this year was on the um, uh, on that that bakasha. That the hold on, just a second here. Okay, the um, the rishonim who have that bakasha are the Mahzurbitri, the Rudraham, the Ribariyakar, the Rokeah, the Kolbo, the Rashba, the Meiri, and then in the Nuschaos, Yemen, Persia, Aramtova, Roma, Castilia, Old France. Uh, all of these Nuschaos have it. Okay, and the Shulchan Aruch has it, and the Ramah has it, and the Mishnah Brura has it, and the Aruch Shulchan, uh, sorry, sorry, not that they have it. The, Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says you should say it if you want. The Ramah says say it if you want. The Mishnah Brura says say it if you want. And the Aruch Shulchan says say it if you want, and we do say it. The only people who don't have it are the Sefer Hamanhig, the Maharami Rotenberg, and a Toslos. Um 
and they give reasons. Right? I give a whole share on this, but the, the point is, is that if you haven't heard of this before, it's because Ashkenazim don't have it yet. All the Ashkenazic postkin that we have say that you can say it if you want, and that it's a good thing to say it. So it's one of these things where, like, uh, you know, by definition, this is not me poskining, but like our postkin say that like it's a good thing to to, to say. And I, and in my, this year was me saying why we should say it. Um, but I'll leave that to why isn't it. Uh, that's also part of the year. Also, is they give different reasons. Uh, um, they, they give reasons. You have to listen to the year for that. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, tomorrow, let's just try to. Um, I, I didn't. I forgot to look into that whole Tuma thing that I mentioned yesterday about like oh, um, yeah. couldn't they have lit the menorah if everything was Tommy? Oh, I think I want to. I think I don't know. Not to the uh, objects. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'll have to look at that. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm technically. Yeah. Okay. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are matchschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.